Hi again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of RV Business Capital Talk, sponsored by Eric Sell, and also available as a podcast. I'm Rick Kessler from RV Business. With me, as always, is Sherm Goldenberg from RV Business. And joining the two of us today, and I'm going to use my notes so I don't screw this up, we've got Ben Hirsch, COO, Campers in RV, Dan Pearson, CEO of Pleasureland RV Center, and uh, Kurt Curtis, president of RV Country, and Ron Shepard, president, Camperland of Oklahoma. Gentlemen, thanks very much for taking time out of your busy work schedules and joining us today. Thank you. We do appreciate it. Go for it. So we're going to talk about uh, something that, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a little, small little topic called state of the market, state of the retail market. Um, uh, a little bit different than last year at this time, let's say. Uh Kurt, how about we start with you only because you were at the Quartzsite RV show, one of the biggest ones going. Uh, how was that show and, and how's your, your late winter, early spring events for you? Yeah, well, the Quartzsite RV show is our be be biggest show of the year. Um, we, did, uh, we did well. It was our second best show, last year being our best, uh, but we were way, way behind what we did last year. So, um, But we still considered it a success. Uh, First couple of months of this year, you know, store level, we got 11 stores and traffic wise, we're still seeing pretty decent traffic, um, almost close to what we were tracking for last year. Uh, sales wise, we're a hair behind, but not much. Um, I think where we're seeing the biggest issues is in margins, you know, have shrunk compared to what they were during COVID. And, um, you know, we just have an abundance personally of 2022s that we're trying to uh, burn through and get rid of. Okay. Dan, let's go to you next. How's uh, What's been the market like for you guys? Well, we have more frozen assets than a bankruptcy court right now. It's it's still winter up here big time. Um, <laughs> we've been battling snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. Um, shows have been tough uh, only because we've been getting snow, big snows during them. Um, Fridays, Saturdays are heavy winds and uh, 30 below zero. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a tough last couple months to do business up here. Uh, sure, margins are off uh, from COVID, no question about that. Um, and we're battling the 22 problem like so many others. Um, overall, um, you know, it, it, it's okay. Um, once things open up to the campgrounds, um, we're, we're just still battling winter up here in Minnesota. Uh, this weekend, we go into the largest Metro show uh, at US Bank Stadium. We're hoping for a little more success than the Vikings have there. <laughs> um, but weather is looking good. It appears we're going to finally have a mid to high 40 degree uh, week coming up here. Uh, get some water running down the curves and a little spring fever in people and probably try and kickstart this market in the upper Midwest. Ron, I'm assuming that uh, the upper 40s would be your low? It should be, but we uh, we actually were, uh, I think the temperature got down to like 26 last night. It, it's been un, unseasonably cold here. Uh, the, the dips or the highs that are up there nailing for Dan and in that part of the world, they're coming all the way down in, all the way through Oklahoma. We haven't had the weather, but we've had cold temperatures. So it, it has caused business to be like a yo-yo. You'll, uh, it, it'll be really cold for two days. And then, you know, I, I think uh, by this afternoon, it's supposed to be close to 60. Tomorrow's supposed to be close to 70. And then we're going to have thunderstorms move through. So, I mean, you know, it's just crazy. 
the way Crazy. the West has been. Crazy. The whole the, the whole country, the whole year so far. It's just, yeah, it's just unpredictable. We've exactly. had one show. The show was uh, uh, not quite as good as last year for us, but we, uh, from what I understand, we did better than most of the dealers there. Uh, that that's coming from the reps, not from uh, other dealers. You know, the first the first liar doesn't stand a chance when dealers are talking to each other. So uh, we, uh, but uh, but the reps pretty much said we we did all right, but the margins are terrible. You know, compared to where we were during the pandemic, and I was hopeful that everybody would wake up and say, you know, we can make some money on this. We don't have to give them away, but unfortunately. The, those memories don't last very long. So we're back to skinnier margins and too much of older inventory, just like everybody. And then, uh, Ben, how about you? You know, a little bit different situation because you're, you've got more locations across the nation. Uh, is Are you seeing uh, across the board or is it depends on where you're at as far as yeah, business? Some of it does depend on where you're at. And, and there's no question, <laughs> weather does play a, a huge impact on, you know, how um, a particular market does. So what we're seeing is on the whole shows have been pretty good, um, better than what we expected towards the end of last year. Um, certainly not as good as, uh, you know, 20, 2021 uh, was, uh, but still pretty good, uh, good compared to historic norms with, you know, comparing to 2018, 2019. We've had some shows that we've actually had uh, best year ever's at, um, uh, but that's been, that's been abnormal. That's, that's the normal is seeing it slightly slower than previous years. Um, there, there's no question that in March, the winter, the, this cold that we've had the last few weeks has had an impact, especially with some of the Northern stores that, we had some really good momentum and then it slowed it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, margins are tight. Uh, no question. We're, we're moving out 2022s, just like was said. But overall, still pretty op optimistic because it's definitely not as bad. It feels bad because of where we're at versus 21 and, and, and the very beginning part of 22. But when we look at it compared to historical norms, 2018, 2019, it's certainly uh, uh, not a terrible environment. I, I I would uh, step in here with a with a question just to cut to the to the chase here. What? How do you guys see this year playing out? There's no there's no published game plan here. <laughs> Nobody's got it. But so everybody's opinion really matters. Maybe in the same sequence we were starting with Kurt. Tell us how you see this all playing out yet this year or into next. Yeah, I think in general, um, it's better than we thought it was going to be. Um, and I think it's going to continue that way. Uh, there's still plenty of buyers out there that want to buy an RV. They just now, you know, they have options, right? They, they're able to shop and, and uh, you know, um, it's a buyer's market and they get to make their deal. But we're, we're still optimistic that it's going to be, um, you know, a, a decent year, certainly nothing like the last couple of years, but uh still profitable and still um, still a good business to be in. Dan? Dan? I would echo an awful lot of that. Um, we, we, all of us will, will get our inventories right size, both in, in old product, meaning 22s, uh, and get, uh, get ourselves positioned with the higher interest rates. And I look for by mid-season to be in somewhat of a decent stride. 
uh, again, following 1918, sorry, 1918. Well, I've been in this business too long, <laughs> 2018, 2019. And, uh, and I think we're going to have a real reasonable year. It's just right-sizing the industry as, as the manufacturers and suppliers have done. Dealers are doing that right now, the inventories to the times out there. And, and I think we're going to have a, a decent year overall. Bill? Well, I, I would agree sorry, with Ryan. that. I, I think the next few months may be a little bumpy still. We're, you know, we're riding that roller coaster in the ups and downs. But I think all overall, when the year is said and done, I think it'll be, uh, uh, what'd you call it? 1819 or 1918, whatever that was. But, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a more normal year. Uh, the the only part that's concerning are the uh, the increase in costs with you know the carrying costs of the product and everything else. I just you know our our expenses are higher, our margins are lower. That's a recipe for disaster. And uh, so we're gonna all have we're gonna have to manage. Whereas the last few years we haven't had to manage squat. You could just just be in business and you were going to be profitable. So it's it's back to the days of managing your business. Don't we hate that? <laughs> A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Ben? Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with a lot of the comments made. Um, ever since the pandemic happened, we've had to be really nimble in reacting to high highs and low lows. And this year is probably not going to be a whole lot different. Obviously, we have tailwinds right now with things like unemployment. There's a lot of people that have jobs that are making good money. Um, the, you, the, the amount of money that is sitting on the sidelines right now in the United States is really high, but we have headwinds with increasing um, interest rates. Obviously, inflation is still a factor. Now we have a banking thing to, to deal with at the same time. So um, we're just looking at it that we have to manage our business really effectively. And that's getting back to uh, the best practices that um, helped all of us be successful. So making sure that turns are managed well, we have the right floor plans in stock, training our teams, just all the things that make a really successful business. Um, that's what we're focusing on. Um, playing on those comments, what, what, are your chief takeaways as entrepreneurs, as business owner operators from this whole series of events, let's say, including a pandemic era, but now post pandemic, uh, God willing, um, what, what are your takeaways? What are you, what, what are you learning? What have you learned from, from all this? Kurt? Well, some of it's what we didn't learn. <laughs> we, <laughs> I think we all said we probably weren't going to get into an inventory issue again. Uh, you know, when we had all of our inventory just the way we wanted it or, you know, had the flexibility to stock what we wanted to. And yet somehow we managed to let these manufacturers uh, ship us uh, way more than we needed. And now we're having to uh, deal with uh, getting smart again about uh, stocking properly. Um, but I'd echo, you know, uh, the others, you know, getting back to the basics, you know, we have salespeople we hired during the pandemic, they they didn't know how to sell, you know, but they, they, they made good money and they were very excited about it. But now, you know, it's back to training, it's back to, it's back to all the things that we know that it takes to uh, make this a successful business. I, I have a question, but I'm going to hold it. Uh, Dan, what are your takeaways? You can only echo the same. Um, get back to managing growth you can manage. Growth is four, five, six percent a year. You can manage that all day long with people, 
with parts, with service, with your operation. Um, to be honest with you, rolling at the pace we were, we were headed to our own train wreck anyway. Um, so it's going to feel good to get back into managing a business instead of crisis managing. And that's what we've been doing the last two, three years, both because we didn't know where, uh, where the pandemic was going to take us, much less uh, business and, and try to take care of the consumer, trying to take care of our staff. Um, I, we're going to head back into some times that I, I think are going to make it a whole lot easier. It's tougher. You got to run your business. Uh, salespeople are not clerks anymore. They got to be real salespeople. Factory reps have got to be reps, not clerks. Um, but ultimately, um, this is going to be get back get back into a time that's that you can manage your business a whole lot simple, more simple, and uh, and be effective and very profitable doing it. Ron, uh, I 100% agree with what both of those gentlemen said. I I think. Uh, managing your business is what we take away from this. We we haven't had to manage. Now we're going back to managing and it really does make the business more fun. It's not fun to have to, you know, shuffle and do the things that we had to do, but uh, th that's what we're, that's why we're in it and why Dan and I've been doing it too long. <laughs> ben. Yeah, Ben. Well, <laughs> Ron, you, you said exactly what I was thinking is, is this is actually a pretty fun environment. Um, I know it doesn't sound that way when you think of all the all the ups and downs and whatnot, but um, having to manage and get in there and make improvements and work on your business and be less focused about all the news and everything that's going on externally and be more focused internally and doing the, the doing the basics and implementing the best practices and working with your people to really develop a great organization. That's fun for me. And uh, uh, so I actually kind of like this environment and that's, that's what we need to be doing right now. Rick, I, I've got an idea that we should go ahead and, and ask the question you and I were going to hold on a, because it relates to the last one. What, sure. uh, people tell us that service, uh, repair work, uh, shop things are, uh, is a, is a major venue right now. It's a really important factor in retail dealerships, more so than even what it might've been under more regular times. What, what can you contribute comments that is starting with Kurt again about service work in your shops? Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, that's one area that we probably you know, weren't as financially stable in, in the past. And so we are focusing on it. We have a whole parts and accessory team uh, that sees our customers just like a finance department does. Um, that's really helping uh, create extra parts and service that uh, we didn't have in the past. Um, you know, labor rate increases obviously have uh, helped us to one, pay better wages to our technicians, but also to make those uh, service departments uh, more profitable. I think we're starting to see a little bit uh, swaying over to where, you know, parts and service, um, you know, can be a uh, more of a profitable uh, uh, area than they have been in the past. And so uh, we're not letting those dollars uh, go away. We're focusing on capturing where we can. Dan? Oh, Rick's right. It, it, you're right. The, the absorption ratio of your parts and service in the auto industry runs 140, 150% um, of, of expenses. This industry is 60, 70%. Um, that's, that's money in good times and bad. If consumers start backing off on buying, they're still fixing. 
So we've, we've kind of allowed a lot of that business to, to slide away only because yes, there's a lack of technicians. Yeah, yes, there's capacity issues, whatever it may be. But the auto industry gave that business away and, uh, and we shouldn't. So building up that area through good times and bad uh, is not just taking care of the customer, but also taking care of us to make sure we're there to take care of the customer. So that absorption ratio is huge for a dealership. Interesting. Yeah. Ron? I agree with what Dan said 100%. And that uh, we have probably invested more money in the uh, service area during the last few years than any other area of the business. Because we we just we knew with the influx of all the additional sales, the people were going to need someplace to take it, and uh, so we've expanded in those areas and hired good techs. Fortunately, we've had some that became available because of some of the consolidations that didn't go well in our market, and uh, so we have focused on it. We, we our goal is to figure out uh, how to get that absorption rate to a hundred percent. Because uh, I agree with Dan, it's it's never been there in the RV space. I came out of the car business from years ago, and I I, I know it can be done. We just have to get it there. Okay. Dan, yeah, service is actually going pretty well for us this year. Um, when we look at it, you know, especially in some of the more seasonal markets that are experiencing a season for the first time in a couple of years. They might be down on like the uh, the preps, the get readies, but we're seeing our retail work doing better. Um, we've been we've been investing incredible amounts of money over the last forty eight months in service. Um, uh, we've actually we have a technician training program, hiring new techs over the last I think it's eighteen months. We've trained over a hundred techs from uh, through level one certification. So we've been we've been putting a lot of money in that side of the business, expanding bays all across the company because that really is an important aspect to the RV industry going forward. And we believe that it will look more like the auto on the side that um, where you have a higher absorption rate, um, you have customers coming back because of the good service that they get. So we view that as going to be a, a huge part of dealers' uh, competitive advantage in their markets. If they want to be relevant in the future, they have to be relevant in service. So are, are you guys seeing a, an uptick in service business, appreciable uptick? It, it's a relative, it's a small uptick on the retail side in okay. particular is what we're seeing. Okay. Rick, but, I but got, is, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was about to say it's noticeable year over year. So it's not like it's, it's, you know, just tiny increments. It's um, we look at things on a same store basis year over year and we are noticing an uptick in the retail side. Um, so safe, it's good. Safe to assume there's, there's no empty bays. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's still busy. <laughs> I've got one more, Rick. If we if we want to go uh, to the home stretch here, because we got players with multi outlets, and it's relevant to ask them uh, whether they see in our last question here. Um, do you see a continuing shift toward consolidation? A continuing pressure of an uh, of of dealerships to absorb more outlets through whatever means organically or through acquisition whether you're on either end of that what what do you think where are we headed on that because it seems like it's been a very pretty consistent trend yeah well uh you know i think it's has slowed down some but uh i still believe that there's going to be some consolidation um 
especially as times get maybe a little bit tougher and and some dealerships that you know uh, had all those good times for two years and don't want to get back to the basics and and see their profits shrinking and you know and they just they want to get out they just want to hand the keys and possibly move on so i think we'll see still some consolidation i think we'll see it at better numbers we won't have to you know be paying the multiples that maybe we were paying there in the past um and so yeah i, I think it's going to continue um for some time and you speak as a guy with 11 stores you say yes okay dan how many stores you got at this point uh we have well, we'll have our ninth store next week when we close on a term um and I, and I continue to, to believe we're going to see consolidation, albeit at a much slower pace, at least for the interim here. But I think you will see not only the ones that are going national or, or that, but I think you're going to see a fair amount of regional acquisitions. But the pace is going to be slower for a little bit. There's no question in my mind. Um, but there still will be a very, very good spot and space for that individual store also in many locations. And uh, that's, that's not going away. Ron, your store count? Yeah, we only have two. We're the little guy on the on the call, but uh, we expanded during the the uh, pandemic and uh, looked to expand further than that, and the deal fell through. But uh, you know, at this point, uh, I would say that we're still in that mindset, just at a much slower pace. And I think that's what we're going to see with consolidations in general, is that they're going to be at a slower pace. Uh, Ben can probably speak to that better than anybody, I would think. What's your store count, Ben? Uh, 37. So we just opened up another store in New Hampshire uh, just recently. So uh, it's a good question. I mean, we, we believe that that there's always going to be room for the for the independent dealer. So I don't think that uh, the end. I don't think there's a point in time in the future where the industry is totally consolidated. Um, I don't. I just don't see that happening. But as far as the pace of consolidation, it's going to slow. I mean, when when consolidators are cash flowing really well and generating a lot of cash, they have cash to spend on acquisitions. And when they're cash flowing less well, uh, they have less cash. And uh, same thing in a tighter economic environment. There's, you know, the dealers that um, could have sold for probably a little bit more money maybe a year ago. They can't now because... Any consolidator who's really thinking this through is throwing out the 2020, 21, and 22 earnings and saying, you know what, what is the go forward earnings? What does this actually look like going forward? And what sort of returns can I get on a go forward basis, not on pandemic years that unless we have something else really nuts happen in the environment, that's probably not going to repeat itself. So I, so I think, um, yeah, we're one of the consolidators. We've, we've grown through consolidation and through greenfield sites. And so as we look at it, um, we're looking on a go-forward basis. We're looking at uh, opportunities that make sense. Um, but yeah, not at the pace of the last few years. For us, we're probably going to do some more real estate projects, just like we did with the additional one in New Hampshire. We have, um, I'll just leave it kind of out there, let's say about a half dozen real estate projects that are in various <laughs> stages throughout the country. Um, those make a lot of sense when uh, when you're in a more capital constrained environment for a whole host of reasons. Um, so we'll we'll do a mix. We'll continue to grow like a lot of the different consolidators will, but it'll be a prob probably a, sl a slower pace for right now. Uh, we'll look at really strategic opportunities and take a really close look at them. Okay. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it was a great interview. Um, 
you, you know, you ought to get uh, TV shows. Um, <laughs> but but really, uh, it, it was really smooth. And I speaking for myself, I really appreciate it, Rick. Yep. Um, again, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. I also want to thank Eric Sell for their continued sponsorship. Uh, gentlemen, until we see each other in person, uh, enjoy the spring. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you very much. Take care. Okay. All right. Thank you.